0: This is the Christian Life Coach Collective and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Here we go. Hey friends, I'm talking about identity today because we're in this identity and purpose series. And today, it's just me alone having a conversation. But I've really had a good time talking with Coach Patty about the same things. And we've got another episode coming with her where we're going to talk about our individual purpose on top of the primary purpose of our life as believers. So today, I want to tell you about a book that I have called Three Big Questions. It's by A woman named Kara Powell. I'll put the link in the show notes. And she poses these three questions. And they are, who am I? It points to our identity. Where do I fit? It that speaks to our belonging, our desire, innate desire as humans to belong. And what difference can I make? And that refers to the purpose that we seek out. And The individual as well as primary purpose as believers. So I want to talk about these because they point to and are rooted in our identity. When we have a firm, clear idea of our true identity as sons and daughters of God, this identity foundation, this root system, it bears great fruit. It it grows into the trunks of oaks of righteousness, like the Bible talks about. This kind of root system will will bring you life that you could never have imagined creating. It will bring you, well, it's going to be planted by the rivers, (laughs) by the river of God's pleasure. And Oaks of righteousness with deep rooted systems based in their true identity as sons and daughters inside of the kingdom, co heirs with Jesus, children of God. Those kind of root systems, they are, and those kinds of trees, they are planted by the river, like the river, not the river down the street from you, not the stream, not the creek, not the highway. They're rooted. In the river that flows from heaven, like the river that all of the streams throughout the body of Christ are sourced by. When you get this understanding about the spirit of adoption that is so deep in God's heart and his love for you, that he is just desperate for you to understand that rooted type of identity it undergirds absolutely everything you do. That primary identity, that first identity that says, I, belo- I am his, it undergirds, I belong to him. And that undergirds, my purpose is found in him. That doesn't deny the fact that you have individual, unique identity, and belonging here on earth, and purpose for the days in front of you. But all of those things, they're secondary to this primary identity root system that you need to go after. We are all in process. I have not arrived yet. I won't even tell you that I'm a full oak tree of righteousness planted by the river. All I know is I wanna be one. All I know is that I'm going after that identity first and foremost. I do that that is my that is my driver. To know fully my identity in Christ to such a degree that everything that pours out of me, everything that I say to my children and my husband, all my choices, all my decisions, all my commitments, everything that I teach and speak here on the podcast in my business, in my ministry, all of the work of my hands, all of the steps of my feet, when they're rooted in the truth that I am a true daughter of the father of God most high, that impacts absolutely everything else. I believe, think, imagine, feel, say, do, have, be, and know. Like I'm saying (laughs) this is the first thing I highly suggest, encourage you to go after. Not what you can do because the world's way is to do first so that you can have things so that you can be, but the kingdom way is upside down. What you need to do first is you get to know, you need to know that you know whose you are. And then let that invite you to be. Go be that person that God has revealed to you. St. Augustine said it really beautifully. I want you to be, God says. I put you here because I wanted you here. St. Augustine, he, he said this from a place of revelation that God chose you for this time for such a time as this he chose you not just to do but to first be to know that his love for you is so great that you have permission to be before you ever have anything so that you can do something now remember that your personality is not your identity your personality is actually a cover-up. Okay, the way I, the way I teach this when I, especially when I work with original design, uh, coaching sessions where we talk about your underlying personal underlying narrative, the story behind all of your motivations. When we dig into that, I talk about how each one of us is a masterpiece and how we are before we're born. Before, like God created us. He thought of us in his mind. He Everything is created twice. It is first a thought and then it is manifest in the natural because then it is made. God, the, he thought of us before the foundations of the earth. We were on Jesus's mind at the time of the cross, though we didn't live 2000 years ago. So we were and are in God's, the father's heart, a masterpiece. Now. We are born into this fallen world, right, sinful world, and the world throws mud at us. And the enemy takes a magic marker to our masterpiece. And we try to spread oil paint all over this beautiful watercolor masterpiece, trying to protect ourselves. That is how our personality is formed. We are We end up being, becoming hardwired and culturally directed to walk out this personality that we step into. And we begin to think that that is actually our identity. Well, she is just very mellow. That's her personality. That doesn't make it her identity. Well, he's kind of overbearing, micromanaging. That is personality. That is not identity. They are not very fun people to hang around with. Like they're both super somber and kind of sarcastic. And I don't really want to hang out with them this weekend. Well, that is not their identity. That's just their personality. That's how they're showing up in the world. That's how the mud and the marker and the oils present themselves in those people's lives and for you too. So you can actually experience yourself as your personality and begin to believe that's your identity. Like that's all you get folks. And that is simply not true. You can actually become more aware of what your personality is doing and how you're presenting yourself and who you think you are Dig deeper, get down to that narrative storyline of what's been driving you. I use the Enneagram as a really fantastic tool to do that. Then you can go and take that motivating storyline and ask yourself and take it to the Father and say, is this harming me or is this helping me? Is this thing I've been believing and this personality I've been living in, is it hindering the love of God in my life? both from being known and being from and being manifest in the world am i revealing god and making him known through my personality or is my personality which is part of your soul is it really what's leading me is my personality the first and foremost thing that everybody sees and knows and it's what i'm operating from if it is it's probably not helpful all of the time and if you have a story that you've been living in, that's not helping you, that's not fun, not bearing good fruit. I suggest that you rewrite that story. I say, get out of it. Let's create a new one, right? So personality is created throughout life. It's developed beginning in childhood. And it's really kind of there to protect us and provide for ourselves. And then we drag it into our adult life. We drag it, especially through those teenage years, right? We drag it with us. We build upon it. We change it sometimes, we morph it, we're chameleons. We, we do all kinds of things to manipulate and control our personality to meet our personal needs. But the Bible tells us that God, El Shaddai, Jireh, he is our provider and our protector. He is the, our all in all. Our, our maker is our husband. So we don't need believing in Jesus Christ. We do not need to protect ourselves and provide for ourselves all of the time. We are no longer our only all in all because our spirit within us, God within us knows that Jesus is our all in all. We have a heavenly father who says, I'll do that for you. Now he always did before Jesus, before we knew Jesus, he always was there saying, I'll do that for you. But now when you accept Jesus and your spirit is born again and comes to life, your spirit knows it and longs for it, but your soul gets in the way. And that part of that is your personality. Your personality is like, this is the habit. Everybody knows me to be this person. Everybody says they like me and it's working for me or I can tell people don't really like me but I don't really know how to change that and I shouldn't have to change for other people. So I'm just not going to and there's just so much going on in there, right? Your soul gets kind of tired. <laughs> and then you get guilt because you're, you know, somebody who does bad things or you get shame because you believe you are a bad person. You are bad. But All of our personality, all of the storylines and self-defense mechanisms and our coping skills, they're all failed attempts to cope with the fear and the shame and the anger and all of the negative things that we want to protect ourselves against. We are just coping with the world When we live from our soul leading us, when we live from that narrative storyline of in order to be loved, I must be this. In order to be good, I must do this. In order to be secure, I must make these things happen. I must protect myself. I must keep myself from being controlled. I must, you know, all of these musts, all of these shoulds in our lives, they are just failed attempts to deal with the world, the life that we have been given. The good news is that we don't have to. We don't have to do that because our true identity actually holds all of the, all of the characteristics, all of the nature of the Father, all of the hope of the cross, all of the nurturing and encouragement and hope from the Holy Spirit. We have everything that we need in Emmanuel, God within us, right? So living from that place is what's going to bring you the greatest hope. That that new place. If you want to go from one place to another, you want to transition, you want to go through change, you want to be somebody different, you want to go somewhere else so things are different, this is what I'm going to tell you to go after. Go after the recognition of... Awareness, acceptance, and revelation delicious revelation (laughs) about being a son and a daughter of the Father in heaven. Go see what the Word says about that. And then, everywhere your soul rises up against you and against the knowledge of God and tells you it's not true, He doesn't love you, we aren't wanted, we're not good enough for Him. Uh, He never answers our prayers. He's against us. All of those lies. God doesn't talk like that to you. You talk like that to you. Yeah, the devil does too. But mostly it's you talking to you like that. And you just have to take your thoughts captive. Remember, I've taught you this in the past. To take your thought captive, you actually have to clarify and define what the thought is. Confine it. And then I want you to take it captive. You're going to confine it and you're going to challenge it. You're going to define it, confine it, challenge it and say, does the word of God tell me that this is true? This thought that I'm thinking, does it say that God talks to me like that? Does it say anywhere in the Bible that God says to the believers who follow him, who love him, who call on him, that they are not chosen, that he will leave them? Whatever it is you're hearing, take that thought captive and go then actually study. Become an accurate thinker by studying and researching and finding out and praying. That's first first section of the Believer's Research Handbook. Pray. (laughs) Ask Holy Spirit to reveal things to you. <laughs> Number one, first step in research. Holy Spirit, come. So then you you have that thought and you just, if it's, if it's not true, like you go to the Word and you seek it out. Does God say I should be ashamed? Nope. Does God say he will leave me? Nope. Does God say he hates me? Nope. So you check, 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 whatever it is. Now, you're going to take that information and you come away with and you're gonna like, okay, this isn't true anymore. If you're a coach and you are looking for clarity about your niche, about your ideal client, about your business, you can now schedule with me. I've got spots open for quick clarity calls and the link is in the show notes. If you want to schedule anytime soon and get some clarity about what you're going to do as a coach. You're calling, am I called as a coach? What am I supposed to coach on? Who do I coach? What's my core message? Should I start a business? Any of those things, anything under those umbrellas, quick clarity calls is exactly what I do to help you. So I would love love to see you there. And also jump into the Facebook group, we're having some good conversations over there i would love to have your input and i would love for the coaches inside of that facebook group to be able to support one another and speak into your life too it's the christian life coach collective facebook group And now you're trying to, you're leaving the shore, right? You're getting in a boat and you're like, I don't want to be like that anymore. I'm going to go change. You get in the boat, you take your thoughts captive, you study the word, you go after seeking out this new identity. Let the people around you know, listen, I'm going after becoming somebody who I've never been before because I want to step into all that God has for me. So you're going to start seeing some changes around you in my life. I ask for your patience and your grace. I'm not really clear yet about how you will be impacted by the changes I make. All I know is I have to go start acting like a daughter. I have to go start becoming a son. So, what's going to happen is you're going to find that some people don't want to go with you. Some people want to stay a victim, they don't want to become victorious. Some people want to get revenge. They don't want to become a hero. You, when you start saying, I am going to walk as a son or a daughter, what you're doing is you're setting up your future path to become a mother and a father in the kingdom of God, to become a healthy brother and sister that isn't prideful and isn't uh, self-righteous, but actually wants to encourage, not compete and compare but wants to sow into your brothers and sisters that's what you're doing as a true son and daughter when you have that mindset when you go after that identity what comes out of that the fruit of that is the fruits of the spirit because the holy spirit that dwells within you rises up in spectacular ways when you start acting like a son and a daughter in the kingdom of heaven the kind of things that you do the kinds of things that you say the kinds of things that you think and Ultimately, the things that you feel when they stem from that river, from becoming the son and daughter whose roots are grounded and firmly planted in the truth of the word of God, what you're going to see is bound to full fruit where people are drawn to you. They are attracted to the Lord in your life. They don't care about your personality because your identity is showing up. They stop looking for the external appearance, the outward appearance, and they start being amazed at the God that they see in you, right? So Romans 12, four and six, it says, for as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many are one body in Christ and individual members, one of another, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. The Word is talking about how we all are very different. We all reveal the character and nature of our Father in different ways, and that does play out in our personality. We don't get rid of our personality. We're not trying to get rid of our personality. Think of it like this. Think of your identity as like your spirit. When your spirit comes alive because you believe in Jesus and your spirit, you're born again it starts impacting and influencing your soul. Well, when your identity shifts and you start understanding you're adopted, you're no longer an orphan. You don't have to be a brother and a sister that fights in the infighting within brothers and sisters, but instead you're a son and a daughter and everything you need is yours all of the time because your dad is good and he loves you. That starts impacting and influencing your personality. And just like the soul starts going, going, undergoing a restorative process when you get saved, that's what happens to your personality. Now, you can stay and be a believer and love Jesus, believe in him, and still live from your soul and your body and your personality. You can still go ahead and live like that, letting your soul and your personality lead you. That's what happens to most people who just stay asleep. Born again, but sleeping. Sleep walking through life when you get awake, when, and the Bible tells us, um, tells us to wake up in Ephesians 5, 10 through 16, or well, it just in 10, it says, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. <laughs> Come on, like, <laughs> let's wake up, right? And also in Judges five, awake, awake, Deborah, come on, Deborahs, you're out there. Awake, awake, sing a song, right? Arise, Barak, and take away your captives, son of Abinoam. Isaiah fifty two, awake, awake, clothe yourself in your strength, O Zion. Clothe, your, clothe yourself in your beautiful garments. Isaiah fifty one, rouse yourself, rouse yourself. <laughs> Arise, O Jerusalem. Listen, I'm just reading it the way I read it because I think a lot of the times we, especially when we're um, reading it at not out loud, uh, then we don't recognize how it's actually being said. <laughs> There's a lot of exclamation marks in this Bible, right? Revelation 3, 2, wake up and strengthen the things that remain which were about to die. Okay, come on. We've got to wake up and see that our personality and our soul's They want to lead us because that's their habit. It is their nature, the sin nature. But the spirit within you has other things to do. And its identity is your true identity. Your eternal, infinite identity It is founded in the the work of the cross and the blood of Jesus in his name. That's it. That's where you're going to get it. Romans 1 says, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. It's talking about the nature, the divine nature of your father. You look like him. You are beautiful like him. He, his nature embodies everything that our souls embody. Okay. We have a body, think of it like Jesus, the body. We have a physical body on earth. And then there's the spirit within us. And our father, we are made in his image, in his soul, in the soul. The soul is like humankind's uh, container for all of the attributes and characteristics of the divine nature of our father. It he has thoughts, beliefs, imaginations, feelings, a will, and a personality. We have all of those things. And for us, in our earthly language, we call it a soul. That is the container of all of those things. So then we have attributes that he has, but we don't have all of his attributes. We cannot contain all of the Father in just one of us. That's why, going back to Romans 12, in one body, we have many members. We don't all have the same function right? So we've got to uh, understand the identity piece so that we can understand how it can infiltrate our soul. Because when our identity is to act like an orphan that has to fight for everything they get, self-protect, and cover themselves, cover their masterpiece up so that they can protect themselves, provide for what they need, right? And when we Let the identity of the spirit within us really begin to reveal itself and rise up. And we go after seeking that to wake up. It will change everything about what you feel, what you think, what you believe, the way you operate, your faith. It is going to shift your life. It's going to rock your world, right? And then remember Psalm 139, 14, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My soul knows I am fearfully and wonderfully made. But it forgets. Your spirit can remind your soul. You can remind your soul. You can speak to your soul and say, rise up, awake, arise, rouse yourself. It's time to let the glory of God reveal himself through our personalities it's time to invite holy spirit to come reveal himself to and through us this is this is life changing for me and this i honestly another episode we're already quite a ways in here cuz i'm just i'm just going off of what i know and what i feel god really is speaking to me about this identity and purpose series i want you to get the importance of Knowing your identity in Christ and knowing that the Bible is about a relationship between a father and a son. That's the entire book is about a relationship. It's a romance. It is a drama and a little bit of comedy. But when you see it that way, it's not just about the relationship between the father and Jesus, his son. It's a relationship about a father and all of his sons, including the daughters. It is a relationship between a father and a child, and the whole thing is written for us to understand the rootedness of our identity, which begins in Genesis 1. We want to be like our dad. Eve wanted to be like her dad. That's why the serpent, that stupid wily serpent, whose days are numbered, that's why he went after her and said, oh, did, did your dad really say that to you? Because he knew she wanted to be like him. So he said, well, you know, if you go eat that tree, you will be like your dad. Wow. Dang, he's cunning. But he is so stupid, too. He still he thought he was going to win that day Jesus was crucified. That's how dumb he really is, is he thought he won that day. Nope. Jesus went straight to hell, took the keys back. And then his days are numbered. The Bible clearly tells us what's going to happen to him in the end. You and I have eternal life with Jesus, and we love him, he loves us, and we are called as in our identity, our true rooted identity, to let that inform our souls and transform us, be sanctified, refine our lives. By the refiner's fire so that we can look like our dad, look like our brother, and go tell the world about their love. Not about the rules. Not about the judgment. Not about, you know, there's a saying. The honey. Honey attracts more people than what a fly leaves. I'm going to be really nice about this, right? Like, the bee said to the fly. <laughs> people like honey. Honey. More than they like poo. <laughs> that is what the story is about. The book is about a dad who loves his children. So go be like a son and a daughter who just want everybody else to know that their dad, their real dad they haven't met yet, he loves them. That they can be adopted. They don't have to be orphans forever. That's actually what your personality is there for. Your soul is meant to reveal the identity behind it. Your soul is there to show the world how beautiful all of the aspects of the divine nature of your father really is, but you're in process. So yeah, there's two sides of the coin, right? There's that beautiful side of that aspect, and then then there's like, oh, look at that. Wow, that kind of look ugly. I don't know what's going on there. She always liked that. (laughs) But that's okay, because your dad knows about that, too. He factored it into the equation. There is grace, new mercies tomorrow. Just go to bed, wake up, do it again. Start over. Your dad's there. So I guess the point of this episode inside of this series is to talk about how you can really wake up to your personality, wake up your soul and invite your spirit to rise up so that the identity you pursue and that you live from that is manifest inside and externally comes from the rootedness of wanting and desiring to be a son and a daughter. Go be sons, go be daughters. And that is going to be how the rest of the world knows you by your love. Okay. I'm done preaching. <laughs> I'll see you in the next, talk to you in the next episode. We'll have Coach Patty back here soon too. And we're going to start diving into how our identity undergirds our purpose. If you are a coach, then I'm inviting you to absorb this and pour it out in your coaching practice. Pour this out into your coaching uh, clients. If you're a parent, go pour this into your children. Their personality is not their identity. Go find out what your father says about them and then speak to them and call that out in them. And we're not controlling manipulating them. We're not trying to change them. We're just speaking, prophesying to your children. Basically just means, you go ask the Father through the word, through prayer, through revelation, what is it about my daughter, my son that I need to know? And then you speak it out loud. Say it to them. Pray it out. pray it. That is prophecy is knowing what the Father says about somebody or about a situation. So all are called, you can Find out what God says and release that into your children, into your clients, into your spouses, your parents, your friends, your coworkers, your business, your ministry, your home, everything you put your hand to. You have the ability to speak the word of God, the truth that will not return void. You have permission, invitation, and ability. You've got to go after it. You can have it. Okay? I hope you guys have a great day. I bless you to know the fullness of who you are as a son or as a daughter in the kingdom of heaven. I bless you to know that everything that belongs to your father belongs to you. Everything in the refrigerator, in the pantry, it's all yours. Whatever you need is actually accessible to you through a relationship with your father. Go into the father's house, get in the word overcome all the things your soul is fighting against. I bless your spirit to rise up and lead your soul and your body. I bless you to pursue the identity that is rooted and grounded in the love of God and planted. I just pray that you would be planted on the banks of a river that never runs dry and that you This tiny little acorn right now inside of you has everything. God has planted everything inside of this little acorn for it to become a massive, life-sustaining, fruit-bearing oak of righteousness. That is all inside of you, friend. I believe in you. Love you. Praying for you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening, and I want to remind you to go jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. That way you can grab all the free tools that are there and enjoy a great community of coaches. And if you found this free content on the podcast helpful in any way, please take 60 seconds to go to the Apple Podcast app on any iPhone and scroll down to give a five-star rating and write me a review, because it's the best way to say thanks and let me know you're loving the show. Have a great one.